0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: And don't forget our dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Of course, Vinny Penn, Bobby Hill, Kay Brown, all joining us today on Animal Radio. Vladi, how are you doing today?
2: Wonderful, Hal. Hey, everyone. Vladi's back. If you don't know me yet... Let me let you know, I'm from former Soviet Union, but not from Kazakhstan, and I don't know (laughs) Borat. I'm certified dog trainer behaviorist, European certified trained dogs for Soviet KGB, which is a combination of FBI and CIA. For the last 10 years, I live in Michigan. That is why probably I have so funny... (laughs) <laughs> Michigan accent <laughs> I know that Andy has a question Andy has a problem, Doc Hi, Andy Hi, uh, Roddy, how are you? Good, good, good Where are you calling me from?
3: Uh, well, I actually live in Michigan I got one of those funny Michigan accents as well um, <laughs> uh, But I'm That's actually nice. calling you from Baltimore today I'm a truck driver And ah, I'm just down okay. here loading up some rather nice Porsches But I'm on my way back to Michigan And okay. um, I got a question about a new puppy we got
2: yeah, okay, sure. I I kind of see similarities bef- between our accents, that's for sure. So, what the, <laughs> yeah. what the, what the question you have? Uh,
3: well, basically what it is, we we have a total of five dogs. And uh, the other four wow. are adults, and they're fine, and we have a bunch of other pets as well. Uh, we got this puppy, I guess he's about six months old now. And the problem we have with him, we, he's outside most of the day with the other dogs, uh, while the weather's mm-hmm. nice and everything. And then when we bring him in, he has this habit of about five minutes after he comes in the house, he'll go to the same spot every day and uh, urinate. Okay, uh, so let me fix,
2: so... let me fix, yeah, let me fix that uh, problem with the speed of Russian ballistic missile. You know that okay. this works really well for the last in a while. <laughs> you, the world will probably learn it. Anyway, Andy, what you all, what you need to do? It's so simple. Uh, make sure every time the puppy comes home, you put the dog uh-huh. in the crate. Uh, every time when you s- cannot supervise the puppy, puppy in the crate. That spot okay. needs to be needs to be washed with uh, petastic. Petastic. Okay. P E T uh help help me please p e t s something like this yeah. yeah because asking the russian to spell is like asking the cat to swim so but this is the <laughs> one of the best products yeah uh, simple solution works too so uh get okay. serious works so make sure it's enzyme based stuff you you clean this area after that i would like you to put the bowl with the food and feed the dog in that area dogs as the humans they don't like to eat uh, uh hamburgers in the bathroom so uh, okay, basically so, yeah. if you going to put yep. you're going to yeah if you're going to start to feed your dog in that area supervise it uh, when you cannot uh, keep your eyes on the dog and uh, let the dog go outside the dog going to be very quickly switched into the right habits make sure if for the next one week you will not allow that problem happen and the only reason the only way you will not able to you will not allow it to happen if you will supervise it if you can't supervise it puppy must be in the crate the area okay. needs to be cleaned you need to start to fit the dock in that area and and also do sit stay and down stay in that area everything uh-huh. together will will very quickly fix your problem and you have a, a little bit more accent than the michigan accent you have kind of european accent so you kind Yeah of I'm from England me. I mean, yeah yeah, that, that's what I suspected, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you probably, you probably, you know, didn't want to tell me, Fran, because, you
3: know. <laughs> oh, that's fine, <laughs> I've been in the state 17 years and the accent won't go, so. Okay, you know, I'm not yeah, but know, well, I'll, I'll it's okay. Know, it, it's
2: okay. But... My accent is worse than yours. <laughs>
4: <So> thank <laughs> yours you. Yours <laughs> is just very slight.
2: So <laughs> very slight. We have slight differences, but my European friend, thank you for calling. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. If any one of you guys have a, or girls have a dog who is all out of control, please. Pick up the phone and call me right now because the Vladi is right now in the studio and I'm on call and I'm going to fix every behavior problem in dogs, one dog at a time, here on the Animal Radio. The phone number is 866-405-8405. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio.
5: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Ben Vereen is on the way?
6: Yes, he is. What's Isn't he doing? Exciting? He's doing a, it's a show on the uh, Hallmark Channel. It's a movie about uh, homeless pets. Homeless
1: pets? Yes. Okay. Ben Vereen on the way, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, right now we're going to... Head on over to the phones. We have Dr. Debbie with us, one 866 405 and we have Jennifer on the phones. Hi, Jennifer, how are you doing?
7: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. What's on your mind today?
7: Well, I was calling, um, I actually called on Sunday because um, I have a little kitten. She's about eight weeks old, and she was sneezing terribly and so congested, and I had taken her into like a, a 24-hour urgent care vet. And um, they gave me some antibiotics for her. And unfortunately, I don't have the names of them here. But she just continually got worse. And so I was calling because I was concerned, you know, that I needed to take her back in. I didn't know if she was just going to have to run its course or what the deal was.
8: Mm-hmm. And that's why I was and, calling. Okay. And is she eating and drinking?
7: You know, she was. She was doing fine. She was eating and drinking. But then on um, Sunday, she kind of stopped doing that. And um she would drink a little bit, but you know, she's usually very anxious to eat. So that kind of, that concerned me even further, you know, and that was oh, even yeah. after I called, but I ended up taking her back. I ended up taking her to the vet on um, yesterday and they ended up giving me a little bit stronger antibiotics. And they just said that, unfortunately, I, I got her from a kennel, you know, unfortunately that's kind of like what happens a lot of times when they're so tiny like that and they come from a shelter. Yeah, but I'm I'm just very concerned about her because she's still she's still just not doing good.
8: Yeah, and did they mention if she was running a temperature?
7: They said she was not, so that okay, made on. me feel a little bit better, I guess. But she's just she's just so lethargic. She's just laying around, and it's just it's sad. Mm.
8: And you said she was eight weeks old.
7: Yeah, approximately eight weeks old. I, I don't know okay. for sure, you know, but she, she's very young.
8: Yeah, and it's so hard on these little guys when they do break with an upper respiratory yeah. infection. And yeah. um a lot of kitties and I don't know what if it fits with her, you know, in addition to having congestion and sneezing, coughing, sometimes mm-hmm. runny eyes, um, boogery eyes where they'll kinda cake up. Um, does she have yeah. a combination of those things?
7: Yeah, you know what, it's not um she, her eyes are, are have been pretty watery. It hasn't been it's been clear though, so I've been felt good about that. At least it's not like green or, you know, something real gross but she's just miserable somebody told me i should put her in a um put her in the bathroom and like turn the shower on real hot and steam it up in there. Yeah,
8: and and that's that's actually a great thing, just kind of like us when we're congested, to get some extra humidity in, and that helps to loosen up the discharge and the gunk in in both the sinuses and if they have anything deeper. And, And we have to remember that with cats, you know, antibiotics are certainly a good part of helping them feel better, but in a lot of these cases, it's actually a virus or a combination of viruses that is actually making them sick, so... We can pump all the antibiotics in the world and it may not do enough for some cats. So, um, there might be a couple things that, you know, we'd look at. And, and one of the things you mentioned, which is just common sense good thing is, is the moisture and the humidity. And I would definitely make sure we're doing that. To make sure we're making, helping her eat, um, for a lot of cats battling this, I will take canned food, um, and actually zap that in the microwave to kind of make that smell a little bit more. Stinky (laughs) because we all know that, especially the fish cat foods, when you heat that up, it just. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it just reeks. So, but it's very attractive. And when they're when they're congested, they don't smell well, and then they don't eat well. So, anything we can do to help in that regard, um, just kind of helps fight. Um, yeah. You know, it helps their immune system fight through it. Now, there are a couple things we can address, and we might want to consider that will be geared towards the viral aspect of the upper respiratory infection. And mm-hmm. I do like to put kitties on um, lysine supplements.
7: That's what they and gave me. That's what they gave me yesterday.
8: Good, good. And it's not that it's a magic cure, but it does help um, because it helps with the herpes virus, which is a very common virus in kitty upper respiratory um, infections. And it helps just like people with cold sores. It helps you get over it faster and kind of helps the immune system kick it a little bit more efficiently. So, yeah, I'm very happy to hear that, that they're using the Now, is
7: that something that I should continue to give her even after, you know, it says like for 10 days or something? But I was just wondering is that something I should just give her, like, on a regular basis? Like, I know when you, uh, you know, people take lysine supplements, like, you know, just Mm -hmm. daily or whatever, if you're prone to cold sores.
8: Well, for some cats, I would say yes. Um, We definitely want to use that lysine supplement well past when she's feeling good. So I'll usually go about a week or two beyond when they're feeling healthy. But we know some kitties, after they get over an upper respiratory infection, some of these cats have a latent virus, so it could kind of hide in their body, and they'll be perfectly healthy and then when some kind of stressful event comes up down the road they may break with that again and that's when that lysine supplement is really helpful. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of you using it all the time every day if we're clinically healthy. But if we do have a kitty that has, um, you know, on again, off again, upper respiratory, I think that's a great way to go. Okay. And then, um, you know, definitely with the variable different antibiotics. There's also some kitties, if they're really having a hard time with these upper respiratory infections, I'll even consider using interferon with them. Um, and, um, you know, that's a kind of an immune modulator that helps some of the clinical signs with some different viral infections. And, um, you know, it's not a magic cure, but that, too, is one of the things that, you know, might be something we can look at for for your little baby. And then just all the love and care and, um, you know, using have, uh, you know, good, good rich foods that will hopefully. Get, um,
7: the vet told me to go to the um, drugstore and get infant nasal spray uh-huh. and, yep. and give that to her. And yeah, it's a lot easier said than done. I, I tried. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to do that for her this morning, and she's just. I feel so sorry for her. Cause we're just totally tearing her up. But you know, she. I'm just trying to help her, but she just flips around. I, I don't even know how much I can even get in the nose.
8: Yeah, and you know what? I used to be a real fan of uh, prescribing nasal drops for cats with respiratory infections, but I had so many people come back with scratch marks and getting thrashed by their kittens that, you know, um, it's a great thing if you can do it, but it, it is such a distress for them that I find that, you know, working on that humidity um, is really probably the less uh, dangerous way to go, um, just yeah. because, yeah. Little kitties that can't breathe, they just kind of, you know, they lash out at what they have in front of them, and that might be your loving hands. <laughs> so, uh, sounds like you're heading down the right path, and most respiratory infections, you know, it can take 10 days, two weeks, really, to kind of fight through this. So, if If she's not pulling through, um, sometimes we give fluids, um, you know, IV antibiotics, things like that, if if necessary. But, uh, well, hopefully, Jennifer, she'll make that turn. Give us a call if you're having any further problems. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405.
1: Big, big hour here at Animal Radio, I see. What do we got coming up? This John Lloyd character. I've never met him, but he has some... uh well, he says that dogs, in particular Labradors and Portuguese water dogs, can detect lung and breast cancer with greater accuracy than state-of-the-art screening equipment, wow. like mammograms and That's CAT scans. Amazing. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. You hear about that all the time. He's written a book called The Book of Animal Ignorance. He's calling us ignoramuses. Something <laughs> the, like that. The 2 like,
9: L, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And he says cats can carry a parasite thought to have long-term, unpredictable, and irreversible effects on the human brain. They do, in fact. It's called toxoplasmosis. He says they turn men into grumpy, badly-dressed loners and women into promiscuous, fun-loving sex kittens. What? That's what he says. How's you know, that a bad thing? No, it really isn't. <laughs> he says a quarter of the U.S. population is already thought to be infected. So you may be, if you're a sex kitten, you may have toxoplasmosis. We'll Not find even out more. Know it. Yeah, I don't even know it. What do you got coming up there, Bobby?
9: We're going to take a look at a Berlin animal organization that's recently opened a soup kitchen
1: working exclusively with dogs. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about.
10: www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Dawn. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com.
1: This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Listen to the
11: news. Two dogs
1: rescued from a locked car.
11: Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved
5: a cat today.
11: Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi,
10: I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray!
11: For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. This
9: portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at flexpet.com.
1: It's Animal Radio, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Well, not your medical questions. Well, she probably could, but she really isn't licensed to do that, are you, Doc?
8: No, but I do get the questions, and I do get asked to provide human care a lot. I just defer it.
1: <laughs> really? I guess in this tough time, I would imagine that you probably really actually do get a lot of people that come up to you and ask you human medical questions.
8: Yeah, a lot of people actually just like their vets better than they like their human doctors. <laughs> and I can see why. Listen, uh, the phones have been
1: ringing off the hook at one 405 8405 about this food we have. It's the AFS food. They sent us a couple of cases. Our animals love it. It's, it's great stuff. And there's three samples that were given out here. All you need to do is send us the postage at uh, Post Office Box 197, Shandon, California, 93461. All that information by the way, is at animalradio.com. I don't expect you to remember that or be writing it down, especially if you're a driver. But we have these one-ounce samples of the beef niblets. Which are what you're feeding uh, Ladybug right now. It's
6: like little pieces of freeze-dried kibble.
1: Mm. It looks good. And it's actually weird because they're not shaped the same. They're all kind of weird little shapes and everything. That's a sign that this is being made not in a big factory or anything like that, but it's a a human great. They do uh, a a nice business, and Mm -hmm. it's good stuff. They also have the beef niblets. Uh, the beef, uh, the pet patties, which look like—I guess they're freeze-dried. It's a beef.
6: freeze-dried. Looks like a hamburger patty. You can give it to your dog like that, or you can rehydrate it in water if you like.
1: And the sprinkles, which you can put over just the pour food. It over
6: their food that you're already feeding them.
1: Yeah, and this is great if your pet has missing teeth or has dental problems. Mm-hmm. So you can put it off over their soft food. Uh, they really covered the bases. You can learn more at animalfood.com. Now they sent us these two cases. We couldn't feed our studio pets these two cases in a year probably (laughs) so we're sharing them with you send us the self-addressed stamped envelope two stamps to that address i gave you before and we'll send you a sample back uh we're going to the phones we have steve on the phone hi steve how you doing
12: uh good afternoon i'm doing great and yourself very good where are you calling from today uh right now i'm in louisiana just outside baton rouge well
1: steve you are on with dr debbie
12: Hello, Dr. Debbie, got a question for you. Got a French okay. bulldog, picked him up about a month and a half ago. And we got him, his owners, they were moving and couldn't take him. And I got him, he seemed to be really good, but as we got him back to the house, gave him a little bit of food and that till so, so, so he get used to it and had real bad diarrhea. I mean,
13: okay.
12: it was really bad. So I took him to the vet, they thought it might have been Parvo. Which it wasn't, because the oh, symptoms thankfully. they said were the same as parvo, and it wasn't. But um, I've been reading up on the French bulldogs, and they get a HUC, I think it is. It's like the irritable bowel syndrome, like people get. Mm-hmm. And we, I took him to vet. They put him on medication. It helped. He was doing a whole lot better. But as soon as his medication was gone, it was happening again. So they suggest we put him on a diet of chicken and rice with a little bit of pumpkin okay. in it to give him the fiber he needs. And uh, uh, we just took him back to the vet again Friday, and our vet said which we have a very good, competent, excellent vet and um, in Sevierville, Tennessee, where we live. And um, I'm just... See, now the next thing he's saying, if this doesn't help, he's going to end up having to do biopsies and whatnot, and that just really scares me.
8: Okay, wait a minute, let's back up. How old is this puppy?
12: Uh between nine months and a year.
8: Okay. So he's a little bit a older boy. He
12: weighs about he just weighs a little over twenty-five pounds.
8: Okay. Alrighty, And I guess in a young dog, not, not that some of these weird um, inflammatory problems can't happen, but gosh, I just always kind of go back to the basics here. Um, the first things that I would do would be to screen for parasites over and over again. Because even if you check once or twice and don't find anything, um, it still can be there. And in a lot of cases we will treat repeatedly with deworming treatments, um, even as a prophylactic or a preventative Type thing. Um, but I would really say that would be something I would be very vigilant about. Um, and you didn't mention what medicines that he had been on, but I would certainly say some different uh, um, dewormers.
12: It started with, it was like M-E-T, I can't remember the rest of it. It was a real long name. It was a 250 milligram tablet they cut in half.
8: Metronidazole, yeah, and we use that a lot um, for some types of parasites, but also for some um, antibiotic um, as a um, uh, for infection type problems. So that mm-hmm. that's yeah. realistic. Um, I, I kind of go towards a young dog and looking at food intolerances kind of like a food allergy because um, I've had a lot of pups that we go through problems with diarrhea and I've been there with another case myself and I sent it to a specialist and they wanted to biopsy the dog at six months of age and I said wait a minute you know let's work on this and let's work on diet management tra- trying perhaps diets that maybe don't have some of those common allergens like corn or wheat in them um, well and then-
12: see then we- we feed, well, we've got him on the chicken and rice, but we feed, we've feed we got a Boston and another French Bulldog. And uh-huh. we feed him a real high-protein, the ultra foods, which I think the first ingredient, if I'm not mistaken, is lamb. It doesn't have okay. a whole lot of wheat in it, but it's a real high-protein food since I've, we've been reading up on finding out that Boston's and Frenchies need a real high-protein food.
8: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's true. But when we're kind of da- uh, balancing this fine line between diarrhea and growth and nutrition, you know, then we kind of have to gear towards the bigger problem at that time. And, and if we're dealing with this ongoing diarrhea, then, then that would be where I'd kind of lean our efforts. And, you know, the diet you need for this guy may be completely different for what your other pets end up eating. Um, so that would be something where I'd say we have a little bit more opportunity to try different diets um, and then maybe look at these parasites possibilities as something that i'd really go after um and then i also didn't ask you what's the possibility our little friends getting into anything in the backyard anything uh grasses plants anything like that
12: uh he will not leave your side you go outside he's right there with you he'll go play a little bit but he won't eat nuts he won't he'll chew on sticks but he won't eat grass
8: The other thing I would probably do if it hasn't already been done is I'd put this little guy on a probiotic. Um, a probiotic is um, a healthy bacteria supplement that helps to restore kind of what our normal flora is. And sometimes in animals, when things happen, they get infections, stress. I have dogs occasionally, they will bored, and they just get kind of stressed out. It, it kind of wreaks havoc on their digestive system. So to kind of help bring that back to the starting point, a probiotic can do that kind of naturally. And
12: you uh, to help at all?
8: Not necessarily in the whole digestive um, sense, you know. It's it's definitely one of those things people have used through the years, um, but I don't think that's going to really necessarily help uh, the digestive tract there.
12: And I got one other quick question for you, then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll leave y'all alone so you can speak to the next person that needs to talk to you. Our other little French bulldog, see, we love to take him for rides, and our little fair lady Dotson, she just. Um, she gets car sick now. Okay. And it really kills us because we love taking them all for rides, and I don't want to have to leave her at home and take the other two. And has she always so been this way, or, some, or is this something? It's just something that came out all of a sudden. She'd get car sick.
8: And does she, um, tell me what she does. Does she have a shaking, trembling? Does she vomit? No,
12: she, well, she starts drooling real bad, and then all of a sudden you won't know it. Then you look down your lap, she got sick. Okay. She doesn't make any noise or anything. She just starts drooling real bad.
8: And if you get into the car and just sit in the car, does she seem to have any anxiety, any kind of uh, disturbance about being in the vehicle?
12: Oh, gosh, no. She loves it. So it starts moving.
8: All right. Some of the tricks that I have for dogs that have car sickness, um, I guess the first thing is just two different kind of groups of dogs. Dogs that have anxiety about getting into the vehicle and they tend to shake and tremble and make a whole to-do about it and, and they may get sick and they may actually vomit. Those are more of an emotional type thing. We have to approach the anxiety there. For those dogs that actually have more of a motion sickness um, issue, um, it's truly more the movement of the vehicle um, that upsets them and, and, and they'll tend to drool or vomit. For those dogs, and if your doggy fit in this category, I would definitely make sure we don't have any food stuff or even, even water prior to car travel. I'm going to do that for probably about four hours, maybe five hours. The other thing is there's actually a new drug on the market uh, called Serenia, which is actually made with the label directions for pets with car sickness. And it's a uh, anti-nausea medicine. Uh, we use it a lot for other medical problems, um, but it, it would be something I would definitely look at for your dog um, if we're dealing more with this motion sickness.
12: that S-E-R-E-N-I-A, C e r,
8: C-E-R-I-N-I-A. Because I mean, it's, it's a horrible yeah, thing when you have to try to reassure them and there's... You know, the nausea, the, the drooling, it seems to be the worst of it. A lot of dogs will just be covered in, in saliva. So so good luck with that. I hope that's helpful for, for both your pets there, Steve. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405.
5: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
1: It's Animal Radio, one 405 We're celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. Studio full of animals here. Wish you could see this. We, and that we,
6: includes the four-legged kind.
1: Yes, <laughs> just does here. And soon to be the Labrador, the stuffed Labrador... The pups,
6: pup. the traveling Labrador is going to be joining us. That's
1: going to be so cool. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, Bobby, but this is a uh, stuffed Labrador it. that's traveled the country. I think actually the world, like that little gnome in yeah, the Travelocity the, commercials. Yeah,
6: picture that
9: gnome that oh, travels Oh, okay. All over. You guys are talking about a toy. Thank yes, you. It, going, it, it's why a would someone pup. stuff a Labrador? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, no. Uh, and it's coming Thank to you. the Animal Radio Studios to spend time in Central California and get some pictures taken. So we're very excited about that. Cool. Now, I saw you yapping with uh, Vinny in the uh, break room over there. Yeah, we were fighting over donuts in the green room.
9: <laughs> hey, if there's sprinkles on it, I'll fight you for it, okay? Yes. Well, he's, he... And he was just bragging. Yeah? You know.
1: What about this one? Mr. Time?
9: Author, Mr. Published Author. Yes. Oh, no. I know this
1: is so cool. A brand new book out called Guido's He, he, he was
6: telling me the truth. Yes, yes. Yes, he wasn't it, lying. What's the name of
1: the book? Guido's Credo, and I believe he's going to be on Howard Stern this week. And so no. we should be saying goodbye to him any time.
6: Yeah, lying. he's going to leave us, isn't he? He's, he's going to forget about his little for, guys. for uh,
1: animal radio. Vinny, get out! <laughs> uh, he is going to be on the way and talking about yapping. He's talking about yappy hours. Sort of like doggy daycare, but you actually involve the adults, too, and there might be some liquor involved. I'm not sure all the details. Booze? Yes. Yeah, where do I sign up? He's on the way.
14: Hi, this is Judith Chapman from Young and the Restless at CBS, and I'm on Animal Radio right now, and I'm asking everyone out there to please spay and neuter
15: your pets.
1: Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I see you're feeding more AFS food to oh, your dog over there.
6: My little ladybug, the Chihuahua, just loves it. She thinks it's a treat.
1: It's, re- it's really cool when your animals think that the food the, the food that's good for them uh-huh. is a treat. So I'm happy to see that.
6: Yeah, you know, and it's freeze-dried, so I can take it with me when I take her out and I don't have to worry about it spoiling.
1: Aren't there like three different kinds? You have a patty over there that mm-hmm. looks like... That's a freeze-dried hamburger patty-looking thing. what it looks like, it? yes. Yeah, okay. Yes,
9: you can give it okay, to them like that. You guys are making that. me
1: hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you some.
6: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, also, you have like a, something that you put on top of the food there. It's what is like it, a like
6: powder. Yeah, a little powder. You can shake it over their food. And then the third one is like just little pieces of kibble that I just kind of feed her freely.
1: Here, try some of this, Bobby. Tell me what you think of this. Because I always like oh. to try the food before we feed them to our animals. And, this, and uh,
9: most of it is edible for us humans. It is edible. Eb- yes. It's
1: actually made in human-grade <laughs> facilities, of course, and good stuff. You you happened upon it by accident, Judy.
6: Yes. Well, I was looking for something good for my little ladybug.
1: And the cats love it, too, right? The
6: cats love it, too. I mean, they saw me feeding it, and they came around, I thought, okay, I'll give them a piece, and they'll go away. I mean, uh-uh. They didn't go away. I have to constantly feed them now <laughs> whenever I bring it out. But that's okay.
1: Well, in a world where there's uh, so many foods on the shelves, and You might be looking for a food yourself. We actually have a bunch of samples. What they did is you've been talking about it on the air, so Mm -hmm. they sent you two cases of it last week.
6: Oh, I have lots of it. I'd love to give
1: some away. We've divvied it up into one ounce samples, and we think this is the best way for you to see if your pet uh, likes the food is to try it. See if they, because you don't want to mess with a food that they don't even like in the first place, whether it's healthy or not. I guarantee they will love it, so try (laughs) it out. All you got to do is send us the postage for us to send it back to you.
6: Yes, just send a self addressed stamped envelope, but be sure to include. Fifty two
1: cents. It's fifty nine. Fifty nine. Is it fifty no, two? It's two stamps. Is it fifty two? It's fifty two. Bobby, how many? How much is two uh, ounces worth of postage? Do you know? You're you're the news lady, and whenever I have a question, I come right to you.
9: <laughs> oh, you silly man! Well, regular one ounce postage is what forty one cents. I'm doubling that. It's eighty two.
1: No, no, you wouldn't do that. Actually, I we wouldn't do that. that. See,
9: and that's why I'm in news and not postal.
1: Okay, we're looking. <laughs> i gonna look that up right now actually Guido's looking it up right now, but you'll want to put two postage stamps on and send it to Post Office Box 197, Shandon, California 93461. And uh, that, that of course, puts your name and address on that envelope with those two stamps. And we'll send you back the sample. You can try it on your animals, and then if you like it, head on over to animalfood.com. Animalfood.com. I'll tell you what.
8: Oh, shut up, Hal. Man, <laughs> <Nah>, man. <nah. laughs>
1: Okay, Guido, what? It's 59?
6: Yes. So okay, I was right. I stand corrected.
1: Oh, there you go. Nanny, nanny, oh. nanny. <laughs> okay, so two <laughs> stamps. Two stamps. Right. So here comes your sounder.
9: Thank you. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. In Berlin, an animal organization has opened a soup kitchen exclusively for dogs. Animal Board, which gets funding from animal food companies, opened its doors to provide meals to the pets of the homeless and unemployed. But this good deed has been met with criticism during the looming financial crisis overseas. Director Claudia Holm has been criticized by some who say it would be better for her to collect money for humans rather than dogs. Holm said, quote, making sure dogs don't go hungry is just as important as making sure people don't starve, end quote. Leo the Terrier refused to leave his post guarding newborn kittens at his home in Melbourne, Australia. That's where firefighters found him unconscious in thick smoke after fire broke out in the home last weekend. Leo was revived with heart massage and oxygen by firefighters who also report that the four kittens are doing just fine. Thank you very much. One fire commander said, quote, Leo wouldn't leave the kittens and it nearly cost him his life, end quote. Leo is recovering nicely and he's back at the house with his kitties. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for
16: pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading.
1: Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five 405 8405 to talk to the world famous Russian dog wizard that of course is Vlade hi who's this uh, my
17: name is Ed Ed? yeah where are you calling from Ed? I'm uh, actually out in Northern California today I'm a truck driver
1: well, Ed, I hope you have a dog problem that we can help you with. I know Vlade; he's never ever failed. He always succeeds.
10: Russians okay. never fail. Well,
17: I, I've got an issue uh, with my dog that rides in the truck with me. Okay, she's, go ahead, uh, Ed. She's a t- approximately two-year-old blue Heeler. Excuse me, could you now. tell again? Uh, she was about a year old when. Ed, what, I, when
1: what kind of dog again?
17: Queensland, Blue Healer, Australian Cattle Dog. Oh, okay. Uh, okay,
1: okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
17: Uh, uh, she was about a year old when I found her. I picked her up along the freeway.
2: Oh, I believe it.
17: Uh, okay, so, uh, she is becoming so well-mannered, ahead, with the- but she is obsessive about food, and I would like, I mean, she will steal food off the table, off the dash of the truck. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to teach her to not eat anything that I don't give her.
2: Okay. What about the dog food? Is she greedy either? Uh,
17: no, no. She, I, I, I keep her. Uh, I feed her premium lime and rice kibble. Her do uh-huh. is full. She eats once a day or maybe okay, twice. That,
2: so the problem what you have, she's stealing the food uh, from any anywhere from your truck, yes?
17: Uh or at home she lifted a prime rib
2: roast right off the kitchen counter at Christmas time <laughs> 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 It's remind me never another story people, America another, my story It's like a, a guy came home after second shift, 10, 11 o'clock in the night and uh, his little dog he just, she just made the dinner for him and the dog stole it and grabbed it and basically was in the corner and the wife w- Wife, which is dog basically his wife was uh sleeping, and he was scared to wake you up because he knows she's she gonna kick his butt too, and he was afraid to, to grab his ribs back from the dog because the dog was growling at him, so he called me and say, I just you know just came came home couldn't eat it, and just jumped back to sleep and I was hungry, you know, and he was so mad about this okay uh how so how can I help you so let put so you want to stop your dog from stealing the items, yes yes yeah. yeah okay there is a two things happening is here the dog can steal in your presence and the dog can steal in your absence when the dog steals in your presence it means has a no respect to you whatsoever I mean the dogs would never steal the thing which belonged to the leader to the alpha in their presence Now, when the dog, when you are not around, all bets are off. And it has nothing to do with respect. And uh, some dogs, I mean, maybe you were giving food scraps uh, before the dog got got this, loved that taste. Human food is, I guess, much delicious than the dog's food. Now, you need to put something bitter taste on uh, that dog, uh, on on the products or on the dog food, uh, human food, which you are living around. So I like to do. Um I like to do setup you can do setup depends of situation if it's truck or it's your home in a couple of ways. you can do for instance um there is a product called by name uh, Scott. so what are these basically you can type on google or yahoo uh compressed air um, boundary protection. What it is, it's a very cheap. You can put uh, on the counter and the dog approach to the counter or to the table. It's a meat spray of compressed air. Like, you know, and the dog jumps, backs off You okay. can put some black paper Pepper, excuse me Black pepper on the piece of the sandwich sandwich Or uh, hot dog Or barbecue Or something Whatever whatever is left over um, Black, not the red You can use the red, also red paper And, uh you know, if your dog is sensitive enough to that They're going to hate it And just stay away from that products uh, from the human food. So the only thing your doctor needs to learn in this situation, the human, human food doesn't taste right. That's all what they need to learn a couple of times and that's it. Now, at the worst case scenario, if nothing works, uh, especially in the home environment, use the product by name Scatmat. Scatmat, it is a kind of, uh, uh, clear uh, plastic thing, which is almost invisible, like, um, uh, how say it properly? I always confuse this. Sh-t, 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 like, not the s**t, Okay? Thank you. I always confuse it. You know? Uh, so put it on the floor, and it uh, has a battery operatable. It's a, uh, create like static unpleasant, not like shock or something, but create like a static unpleasantness if the, if the dog is stepping on it. And put it on the floor, around the area you would like to protect. So the dog approaching and put the, put the burger king, put something or hot dog or something, uh, at the table. The dog approach, feels not pleasant, backs off. And uh, here is how you do it a couple of times, uh, and like I said, another approach would be to put something unpleasant in another great thing, you can use the substance by name m s m You can get it from a health food store m s m that is organic sulfur going to be very helpful for your dog, especially for joints, a lot of people take themselves, like me, um, to stay healthy, that um, it has a very bad taste. You can sprinkle on top of it. The dogs hate it. Um, that's that's the best that you can do. Okay, my friend?
17: Okay, I'll give it a shot. I have MSM, and uh, I'll try the other
2: things, too. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for your call. Thank you.
13: And if
6: you want to speak to Vlada, you can call 866-405-8405 right now.
9: I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. Winter brings slush, snow, colder temperatures, and aches and pains. Not just for us humans, but also for our furry friends. That's why I'm glad there's FlexPet. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. It's the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee. It's the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit like the others, who require 30, 60, or even 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN.
6: Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit RedCross.org or PetCentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red
13: Cross.
1: Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home.
5: I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at
1: life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets.
18: For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio.
1: Hi, it's me, Brinkley, the Bernese Mountain Dog and CEO and founder of Brinkley Books Incorporated. Why don't you come visit my website, www.brinkleybooks.com. Meet my friends and spend a day in the life of Brinkley. Order a copy of my first book, The Tales of Brinkley, The Burner, the beginning of which I will personally photograph More tales are coming this year. given of the heart. And remember, think brink.
11: This portion of Animal Radio was brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com.
1: Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: And coming up in just a couple of minutes, Animal Communicator Joy Turner. If you want to talk to Animal Communicator Joy Turner or your pet via Joy, one 866 405 Eight four zero five. Also on the way, Tony Award winner Ben Vereen. Wow, Isn't very that exciting!
6: Yes, it. me too.
1: Do you have pet insurance? Do you have uh, pet no, insurance? No, your-
6: I don't. But you know what? I am seriously considering it.
1: It could be very valuable, especially in a time where there's so many procedures that cost so much money. Now, the uh, veterinary pet insurance—they just put out a survey, and they say eleven thousand of their insurance claims were results of dog fights or cat fights dog fights or cat fights, or fights, clashes with other wild animals. I'm not surprised. Now, they have listed here the top 10 pet wounds. These are the top 10 pet wounds according to Veterinary Pet Insurance. They say uh, number 10 is the snake bite.
6: Wow, I'm surprised that made the list.
1: Number 9, foreign object in foot. Number 8, foreign object in ear. Number 7, foreign object in skin. Number 6, a puncture of some sort. Number 5, eye trauma. That's especially prevalent in dogs' Like yours, the Chihuahua, they have those big old bulgy eyes. Or if you let your dog
6: stick its head out the window. Yeah, like don't do that. A yeah. lot of people
1: let their dogs stick their head out the window when they're driving. You know, the dogs love it. But something flies up. The doctors see this all the time. Number four is abrasion. Number three is insect bites and stings. Number two, a torn nail. Go into the vet for a torn nail? Yes, wow. you got to. And number one, a laceration or a bite wound. Got to keep those animals under wraps there. Make sure that when you go to the dog park, you know where your animal is. Yeah, just keep them supervised. At all times.
19: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. South Korean scientists have cloned the first dog named Snuppy, short for Seoul National University puppy. Their creation, now 14 weeks old, is described as frisky, healthy, normal, and rambunctious. Snuppy is an Afghan hound whose surrogate mom is a yellow lab. The Afghan hound was chosen because its genetic profile is relatively pure and easy to distinguish. Stanley Corrin, author of the best-selling manual The Intelligence of Dogs, wasn't happy with their choice for the first cloned dog. He ranked the Afghan hound last among 119 breeds in temperament and trainability. But Snuppy doesn't have to do any special tricks. He's just the world's first cloned dog. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
10: Due to a migrating population of people and pets, canine heartworm disease has found its way across the map of the United States. Rapid development has given new homes to the mosquito, and this has led to an increase in heartworm disease in areas of the country where heartworms were unknown even 20 years ago. This new prevalence has caught pet owners and even some veterinarians unaware. Old recommendations for giving heartworm preventives often focused solely on the mosquito season, roughly March through November. But now, due to increased numbers of cases, veterinarians are recommending the medication be used year-round. The medication available through veterinarians is a simple monthly chew treat that prevents infection. It's very important to test your pet annually. This regular testing enables the veterinarian to find the disease before it can cause major damage to the heart, lungs, and liver. For the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio.
18: Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless, animal people. Is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals? Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
2: Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets.
1: Joy Turner is on animal radio airwaves right now. 1866 866 405 8405 Of course, you can learn more about Joy Turner at joyturner.com. Hey, Steve, how you doing?
12: Oh, I'm doing good, and how are you today?
1: Very good. Where are you calling from?
12: Uh, I am currently in Missouri, gonna get ready to cross over into Illinois. I'm a truck driver.
14: Hi, Steve.
12: Hi, Joy. It's nice to talk to you
14: tip to talk to you too and who would you like me to talk to for you?
12: Well, actually um, we've got three dogs. The one I'm really wondering about is our Boston Terrier, Yaya Butterbean and it just seems that she needs every bit of love and attention and we try to spread it evenly between all three and it just really gets her frustrated when you try to be nice to one for a minute and she's got to come over and get in the mix. When we try to give all three of them the same amount of love and attention possible
14: okay and she came right immediately to me so um (laughs) she wants to know what makes you think that the others need as much attention as she does
12: well i try telling her it's just being fair you know we got to be fair and yes you may have been the first one in the picture but just because we got the other two doesn't mean we don't love her as much as the other two
14: And I'm feeling something from her that she's not talking to me about that I think you really need to understand she's feeling because I don't think she believes you do understand it. It really, in certain levels of her and certain ways, hurt her feelings that you would get additional dogs because it made her feel like she wasn't enough. So can you tell me the reason you got the other dogs?
12: Well, my girlfriend, I drive over the road, my girlfriend works, and when we, our Boston Terrier was really wanting to be able to play with the stray cats in the neighborhood. They didn't want nothing to do with her, so we got our first French Bulldog to give her a playmate, somebody that she could play with.
14: And then the third one?
12: And the third one was strictly, uh, he came about out of the blue. I saw him. People were moving. Couldn't find anybody to take him, so I got him. I didn't want to see him go to a bad home, and he's another French bulldog, and that's Mister Peanut, and he is a really a very fine dog, very loving, as so is our little fair lady Dotson, our other French bulldog.
14: She tells me that she needs something special that she gets that the other two don't get, so that she still feels like she's kind of the preferred one. So, is there something that you can do, or a way that you can be with her, or something that you can?
12: I'm going to try to start bringing her in the truck with me every once in a while.
14: Okay, so I'm going to tell her that we understand that she still needs to feel very special, and you can keep telling her this, too, and so can your girlfriend. And so one of the things, just in case you decide there's other things you want to do, one of the things that you're going to do to show her that she is still your preferred first dog is that you are sometimes going to take her in the truck with you and the others will never get to go in the truck with you as long as she's with you. Right. So she just needs something that makes her know you're Still the person. number one dog. Exactly.
12: She always will be. She was just such a little sweetie one. We spoiled her rotten. Actually, we spoil all three of them rotten.
1: That's the way we do it around here. We spoil our animals. We make it a rule.
14: Can I tell you, gentlemen, that I have a definition of spoiled that most animals really like? Yeah. I say that... Spoiling them means giving them something they don't deserve. And when they deserve everything in the universe, how can you possibly spoil them? You're just treating them the way they deserve to be treated.
1: There you go. Joey Turner, Animal sure. Communicator. She is on Animal Radio, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey, very
18: cool thing I want to tell you about on, on this uh, installment of Party Animal with your host, Vinny Penn. That's me. Yeah, I'm sure you animal lovers out there are well aware of this. But for those of you who aren't, I, I'm very excited to bring this to your attention. My sister and her children were visiting for the past two weeks uh, at the end of the summer here. And they put their new dog, Ringo, in a video kennel. And they were able to log on every day and check on Ringo. Uh, The the camera was aimed right at me. I heard my nephews, Ricky and Jay, what? Ringo's sleeping, Ma. Look at Ringo sleeping. I mean, this is great for all of those people out there who still have a little bit of paranoia when it comes to, uh, you know, leaving the peppy. All you do is have the kennel owner's words when you go back. I mean... The fact of the matter is uh, kennels are are fantastic. There's more than enough loving kennels out there. But every once in a while, you know, you hear your horror stories. There wouldn't be 2020 or primetime live without those kinds of horror stories. What would Barbara Walters do outside of the view? Uh, um, But it was great. Now, there was so much peace of mind. The boys were worried about the the, the Ringo every day. And to be able to tune in in the morning and watch him in action, watch him chasing a ball uh, was great. I mean, every day. They started off in a great mood, except for the day I had to explain to them what dry humping was and why Ringo was behaving in that manner. But uh, my sister Julie says they're going to resolve that issue as soon as they get home. Um, uh, but nonetheless, it, what a beautiful thing to be able to tune in and see them playing and log in. And, and uh, their video channels, uh, they live out in Nevada out in Las Vegas. So you'd think the boys would know about dry humping already. Especially Reiki, he's 12. Uh, I'm living in Vegas. Uh, but they've got to be all over, and if they aren't, they're definitely something that's going to be happening. Video kennels, it's peace of mind for a couple of dollars. Even if it's not a couple of dollars, it is peace of mind for your pet. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. <music>
12: Is Animal, Animal. Our, our, our Radio
13: Network.
1: It's Animal Radio, 1 405 8405. Coming up, Dr. Debbie, to answer your medical questions. Well, not your medical questions, your pet's medical questions although she probably could answer some of your medical questions mm-hmm. yeah just. just stick with the animals okay one 405 8405 now vlade he's a little different he can answer your dog behavior questions and really tell you anything about life you're you have a lot of pearls of wisdom pretty exactly much. i believe we is it madeline we have on the phones yes you are on with vlade the world famous russian dog wizard
2: how can i help you madeline what type of the problems you have with your pet
1: Well, my dog,
20: he chews things up. He's about a year and a half old. We got him six months ago. He's a small beagle, and we know he was abused as a puppy because if you try to put the leash on him to take him out, he'll tinkle on the floor, especially if it's a man. And Mm -hmm. he chews on toys and shoes, but he won't chew on chew toys for dogs. And he'll climb on the table and steal things off them, like he took my mom's $250 GPS watch off the table and chewed it up.
2: Why, boy. <laughs> okay. Listen, Madeline, uh, first of all, as far as he being been abused or not abused, you see, we cannot change the past, and uh, we just need to talk about the future. And I'm going to tell you in a lot of cases that uh, sometimes um, can be not truth because... Uh, uh, sometimes people tell me, oh, you know, my dog is afraid from the vacuum cleaner. So it won't mean what? He was abused from with the vacuum cleaner or he afraid from the broomstick? It doesn't mean he was abused with the broomstick. I think it's a genetic factor having to do with uh, uh, his reaction. I think he's a manip- manipulative dog and a little bit smart one. And uh, he's um, unexercised physically, mentally. He has uh, no leadership in your household. And uh, he just uh, do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't want anyone to take control over him, and uh, when you try to put the leash and make him to do something, he tells you, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah! Uh, forget your Madeline, i got to lay down, all right? It's called passive resistance. So uh, let me give you a quick fix to your problem, which mostly you complain about, such as chewing uh, the items. Um, all that you need to do to convince, <laughs> to convince your pet that uh, chewing uh, inappropriate items uh, doesn't feel good. So, you need to cover them with the, some type of the very displeasant t- taste spray. Uh, You can use whatever product you can get from the pet store. And uh, if you tried bitter apple or fui, it may work or not. But if you tried everything and nothing worked, the only one product I know works for every dog. Even for crazy uh, Labrador retriever who can chew through the walls, you know, and uh, like to chew and eat jalapeno peppers and things like that. The name of the product is Chew Guard. You can Google it. Whatever you use guard or <laughs> regular, regular uh, Bitter Apple or Fooey product, you need to spray this um, product on the item. We, we're going to do two discriminative methods. So we're going to pick the items which he likes to chew, maybe get five of them, like, I don't know, remote controller, sock, uh, maybe shoe, whatever it is. Spray on them uh, liberally, and after that... Touch his lips with one of the items. Let him immediately taste that bad taste. Up front, don't wait when it's evaporated. The biggest mistake people make, spray the items, forget about them, in a couple of days or next day, the dog lick it, and after it's everything evaporated, it has no effect. On the scale 1 to 10, you have to start with 10 when it comes to corrections. So make sure... Up front, do st- ups, uh, strike up front. And uh, after that, you know, even if you're going to smell in other items, he will say, oh, I know that bad taste because the dog has already was experienced with that taste before. Now, on the other hand, uh, you got to provide for him nice things. I cannot believe he doesn't like to chew the searching toys. You can always use uh, plastic, plastic bones with a natural flavor. If he doesn't like it, Put some scent on it. You can use uh, peanut butter or creamy cheese. Put on it, and after wipe it so it would not soil your carpet or flooring. And after allow the dog. It's called true discrimination. Let him figure out what is the bad, has a bad taste, what is good a great taste. Get the dog physical exercise. Get that dog mentally stimulated by doing obedience training. If you're the boss. He will never touch your stuff. If he thinks everything belongs to him, he will always chew you out of your house. Thank you for calling us. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio.
1: She needs her squeaky toy. better get her squeaky toy. I'll go get it. Sanibel Radio, one 405 8405 Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard on the way, as well as...
6: Dr. Debbie, available to take all your vet questions right
1: here. 1-866-405-8405. Joy's also going to be on? Okay, Joy Turner, animal communicator. It's just... They're all packed into the studio. Actually, they're all eating pizza in the green room right now. (laughs) I know Bobby's on the way. Bobby, what do you got coming up?
9: Hey, Hal, we're going to take a look at uh, what happened this past Halloween for a Delta Airlines baggage handler who got a big scare from a big cat.
6: Oh, okay. cats aren't scary.
1: Yo, well, yeah, but this many one years, was. Yeah.
9: Uh-oh. <laughs> Emphasis on big. <laughs>
1: now that Barack is going to be our president, hopefully there's a sign of uh, new legislation for animals in favor of the animals. And I see that Palin has actually, she has her own radio show now.
9: Does she really?
1: I knew this wouldn't be very far behind. Oh, I'm
9: serious, you know she was going Hollywood the minute <laughs> she hit the campaign trail.
1: Now you remember Oscar the cat that uh, would smell out cancer, or what was it? No, that he, he
6: predicted death. He oh. was in a nursing home and he would. He go was swip. the death kitty. Yeah. Oscar
1: the death cat. Of course, he has his own radio show, yes, also on XM Sirius.
6: I tell you, anybody oh, can okay. do radio. Look <laughs> what at what us. Else? Here we are, living
1: proof. What do we have on the phones there, Judy? We have Brian with us today. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? Doing? Good, how are you doing? Very good. What's on your mind?
4: Well, um, it's kind of a question about my cat, but uh, more about my girlfriend. <laughs> uh.
9: I don't know if we can help you with that, but we'll try. <laughs> I sense
13: trouble.
4: Uh-oh. Well, I drive truck, and uh, my cat, when I adopted my cat, she was an adult cat, and uh, I just didn't want to put her through the stress because she's getting kind of old. Of getting used to being in the in the truck because she doesn't like riding in vehicles anyway. The
1: the cat you know, used to no, ride no, around. Pardon? Let me get this straight. The cat used to ride around in the truck with you?
4: No, 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 oh, no. Okay. I didn't want her to put her through the stress of that when okay. I started driving trucks. Uh-huh. So So uh, she she uh, she lives with my girlfriend now, and my girlfriend's never been around cats in her entire life. Wow. Oh, I mean, no. just totally clueless to the point where I got a frantic call one night. Uh-huh. Your cat, something's wrong with your cat. She's making a weird noise. I'm like, well, what? what is it? And she says, I, it sounds like meow. <laughs> oh, no, and and she was freaking out. Because my cat doesn't meow, so she just, you know. And I said, well, she just wants attention. But I'm trying to train my girlfriend to get used to cats. <laughs> um, you know, like, why does she bring me dead things? Um <laughs> You know, stuff like that, and she I, I try to explain, you know, like, yeah, okay, she's got a Pomeranian, and, all right, dogs have owners, cats have servants, the <laughs> right. cat will be queen bee of the hive, and you just have to accept it. And I, I just, I can't get these, these cat things happen, and and she doesn't know how to deal with it, so I don't know if there was any resources to educate her about, you know, she
9: being a really cat servant. Book.
1: Yeah, what, what are you writing upside down there, Judy? Judy's trying to send me a note here about this call, but I, I have no right, idea it's what it's
9: tough when when someone's not been around a cat before, because a lot of what the cat's doing is second nature to you, and it's completely foreign to her. She really is right. a rookie when it comes to cats.
1: Besides the obvious, the books and the uh, the internet, you know, hands-on experience is going to be your best bet. She, I guess, she doesn't like animals being brought to her in the middle of the night. Dead and, animals. Dead animals.
4: Yeah, she's, uh yeah, that kind of weirds her out. And I told her, you know, I tried to explain to her, well, that's a good thing. See, now she's looking at you. You're her kitten now. And she's yeah, trying her not to be like a good godmother. mommy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Exactly. It's not like her Pomeranian's head is in the bed, you know.
6: <laughs> well, I can say she should. She should be glad that what she's being brought is dead. I have a cat that brings live animals to the bed in mm-hmm. the middle of the night, yeah. and that's kind of a surprise with the crawling creepies. That's a
9: real, yeah. a real different
6: kind of surprise. Yeah, tell yeah. her that.
9: You know, there was <laughs> oh, she, there was a she's... special there was a special on PBS years ago that looked at cats, domesticated cats, and explained a lot about it. You might want to do a search on a PBS website and see if you can find that because that would be perfect as far as the etiquette of cats and why they bring you dead stuff. But yeah, okay.
1: You really can't figure a cat out. I'll tell you that we have uh, what five oh, no. studio cats that have been with mm-hmm. us for many, many years, and you you can't figure them out. But hands-on experience, I think it's kind of amusing, actually. I got to tell I, you, that- I
13: think
4: it's hilarious myself, and she gets so frustrated with me because her with the bomb the cat with the pomeranian, they're they're like two three year old kids. And, uh-huh. and, and, the, and her dog has this thing, we call it doggy hypnosis, where she'll just look at you and try to hypnotize you into giving her food, and she's taught the cat that. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's hilarious. And, 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 you know, she's got a queen-size bed. And, of course, a queen-size bed, the two of them can't share. It's not big enough for both of them underneath. And it's just, it's just funny. It's like having two three-year-olds in there. And I try to get her used to, you know, okay, this is how the cat is, and you know, and and I try to show her that her dog's an instigator, but she just won't see it. (laughs) And you know, it's just for me, it's more funny than anything else. But for her, it's just very frustrating. Yeah,
1: has the cat purred yet for her?
4: Pardon? Oh, purred? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That doesn't freak her out. Doesn't frighten her? It, it, It. did at first. That was another phone call. She thought, something, again, something was wrong with the cat.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. And, we're we're going to put together a package here. What's the cat's name?
4: Okay. Um, don't laugh. There's a story behind it. The cat's name oh, is no. Rat Cat.
1: Rat Cat? Yes. Okay. When,
4: when, when I got her, I was in a car accident about a week after I got her, and she would not let me out of my out of her sight, and I was up soaking in the tub, and the cat loves water and jumped in and just looked like a drowned rat. <laughs>
1: So. <laughs> well, we're going to put together a package for Radcat and your girlfriend, uh, with some books for your girlfriend and some toys for Radcat. Okay?
9: And, oh, well, thank Ryan, you very much. I suggest that you just keep sending your girlfriend little gifts to keep her happy. Yes. you know, <laughs> bribes.
4: Yes, yes. The flower shop loves me.
9: <laughs> there you go. And shiny little sparkly things. We love those. <laughs>
18: Good day, animal lovers, and it it's time for your resident party animal, and that'd be me, Vinnie Penn. Uh, just hung up the phone with uh, my sister who lives out in Las Vegas. She had to go because she was having what she called a play date with her dog. She has a girlfriend who got uh, the same dog, same time as her. They're, uh, technically, the dogs are brothers. I don't know, brother and sister or sisters. I don't know. I never inquire about the sex of the animal when a dog is introduced into a family. But she said, yeah, we're having a play date with the dogs. And I said, well, this, this is a brilliant idea. And she said, yeah, she comes over once a week and we let the dogs play in the yard. And then we get to catch up. We also have a yappy hour, she said. And I, and I said, excuse me? She goes, yeah, yappy hour. You know, we, we have drinks. We'll crack open a couple of bottles of wine. And I thought to myself, this is not a play date for the dogs. No matter what clever name you come up with whatever guys this is an excuse for you to uh, get drunk with uh, your girlfriend uh, under the ruse that you care about your animals and then um drive the little guy home drunk I, I, I and i've met her friend Anne marie before i could see her propping her dog up in her lap and having that dog steer the car yappy hour
5: Vinny Pen, party animal animal radio you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more.
9: I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. Winter brings slush, snow, colder temperatures, and aches and pains. Not just for us humans, but also for our furry friends. That's why I'm glad there's FlexPet. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. It's the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee. It's the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility They offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit like the others who require 30, 60, or even 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN.
2: Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food. AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients. 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com that come.
9: Have you been dreaming of that
7: special career that not only offers you great financial rewards but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country
8: today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org.
11: Do-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you.
1: The second, we'll go back to the phones, where Animal Radio's very own Dr. Debbie will be answering your questions. 1-866-405-8405. Love to hear from you today. Let us know how your pet is. Does it have a microchip? Oh, how important is that, let me tell you. Bobby has a new story about uh, Max. Max the Maltese. He disappeared from a Florida backyard, found... One thousand miles north in Chicago, whoa, how are they reunited? Uh-huh. A microchip wow. oh, most people have microchips now, don't they? Is, do you see that most uh, dogs and cats have microchips that come in your office, or is that still kind of something you're trying to encourage?
8: you know we're still encouraging it, and a lot of people are just either don't know about it or you know don't realize you know the great benefit like that. I hear a lot of people,
1: they say, well, if my dog gets lost, how will someone know if they have a microchip? It needs to work in conjunction with uh, some kind of visible ID, whether it be a call or something that uh, somebody can see. I always say, if you really want to protect your pet, give them the microchip and another form of ID that's visible on the outside. There you go. You've got to be covered. Let's go to the phone. one 8405 I believe we have Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Good
15: afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. And I... Totally agree with you that um, not only a microchip but also a tag is is absolutely essential. Um, we're RVers and we live in California. Mm-hmm. We have um, we have two Italian Greyhounds, both of whom are microchipped. Uh, when the youngest one, who is two and a half now, was about uh, ten weeks old, we took off on a cross country trip, and. Uh, we were attacked by a yellow lab in Minnesota. Mm. Um, this was a farm dog thought my little Italian greyhounds were critters. So oh, uh, we lost the youngest one, who was at that point probably eleven weeks old, in a soybean and cornfield for four days and four nights. Oh.
13: Um,
15: mm. We had to leave. Uh, you know, I was out in the field and calling and everything, but he didn't even know his name by that point. Wow,
1: that must have been very tough.
15: It was. You know, I can empathize with mothers that lose their children because Mm -hmm. that's as bad as it was. Mm -hmm. So we ended up having to leave um, after getting a a dog that, you know, was hunted by um, by smell. Mm -hmm. And also we had uh, people on horseback looking for him for four days and nothing happened. So it was anticipated that, you know, he probably was lost to a coyote or something.
1: Yeah. But you found him.
15: Well, we didn't find him. We went 180 miles north, and there was this wonderful family that lived three-quarters of a mile from where we lost him that found him running along the road and went into a drainage ditch. They thought he had been abandoned, wow. but uh, you know he had his, cop, his leash on. And the only way they got in touch with us was the... Um, the cell phone na- number on the tag that we had just put on him before we left. Oh, thanks
13: for wow.
15: No, you know, there's vets in that area are too, um, <laughs> they are too with it with, uh, with microchips. Mm. But we sure was happy that, you know, we put, the, uh, put our cell phone numbers on their ticket, on his uh, little tag. But, but, but okay, but, after he was lost, we regained him. Um, this couple was nice enough to drive eighty miles north, and we drove a hundred miles south to pick him up at midnight wow. at a truck stop. Oh. And he, you know, there are wonderful, loving people out there, which we found out. Um, but since we got home, he's definitely afraid of our son. Who hmm. I don't know whether he looks a little like the, the gentleman that the husband of the woman that found him, or if it's just coincidental. But it's, it seemed like after he was lost, he's he's got some paranoia there or something, and I wonder if I need a doggy shrink. Um, you know, we're familiar. We have two greyhounds. One is uh, three, about four years old now, and we're familiar with the fact that you know they're very high strung, and they're they're kind very of intimate, sensitive. Both of yeah. these will go to everybody. Uh, we're in campgrounds all across the country. We just got back again, and he, you know he he's very friendly with everybody. However, he is scared of our son, Mm -hmm. and we don't want to press it because I don't want to further traumatize him. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to know if you can do any suggestions as to how we get him over this fear so that, you know, our our poor son is beginning to feel like, you know, he knows (laughs) he didn't
8: hurt him or anything yeah well I first ask you is there anything any major physical char- characteristic about your son uh, is he tall does he have a beard uh, does he have a deep booming voice anything like that that might be you know an issue
15: he's tall he has a beard and a mustache uh, he does not have a, a booming voice um, and he you know the other the other dog um, our older one he he's you know he runs right up to him and loves him to death and you would think that just by uh, our younger one seeing him doing that you know that he would say it's okay but yeah. apparently he just I don't know what it is we cannot figure it out
8: well, that's what I was trying to get at. If there was any kind of physical characteristic that he might kind of right, recall exactly. as related to the, um, you know, the, the the loss and you know being in the cornfield, um, if we can't figure that out and we can't work with that, then you know basically we want your son to really be the the best person in the house, and and I really would um, fall back on you know turning to your son as the one that's going to be the the great feeder, the great uh, treat giver, all of that type of thing. Um, where we're going to turn to um, the presence of your son is re- is rewarded with a food item, and we want that to really be a, a wow experience. Right. Um, he does live did-
15: with us, so when he comes over, uh, you know the other the other Italian Greyhound we have, he just goes crazy. He wants to be, you know, on his lap and he wants to kiss him and everything. But this other one will go hide behind the couch. You know, uh-huh. this is like two years ago. This happened that he was lost, so. He's going to be three and a half now, and, uh, you know, we're at our wit's end because, you know, our son is just a dog lover, and as we are, but it's very frustrating when you have, I have another dog too, but both of them are crazy about him, and this other little one is just, he's just terrified.
8: Yeah. Well, and I still, even though your son may not live with you, I would definitely, we'd want to really work on the reward system when he does come over. And as much as he can come over, we want to make it. Just a super yummy treat, uh, something that's you know. This is where, as a vet, I'm gonna like turn off that nutrition side of me. Yeah. But when when your son comes in the door, we want him to eat some uh, present some kind of treat that is so yummy that it just drives your dogs crazy. So whether that be something of like a cheese item, um, some rich um, uh, freeze dried liver, or things like that, something so yummy that it's way beyond the normal coolness for dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then when them. he walks in, you treat. Um, He treats your dogs and um, we work on that as being a positive reinforcer for your son's presence. Um, I'd also probably practice some uh, calm behaviors um, with your son present. Um, so, you know, have both dogs on, you know, maybe a small leash and and practice some of the, you know, the sit, the down um, behaviors. And um, if they're done and, you know, for both dogs, but for the one we're working on the problem, we want that to be done and to be kind of a something for him to focus on with your son present, but not really in the picture. Um, and then that way you can reward, you know, doing something else other than being freaked out and worried about your son being around. But you do have to kind of take a little bit of control of that situation before, you know, you go under the couch or behind the door or whatever it might be. And we work on those good behaviors in in that scenario. And and I would definitely say, Marianne, you know, I am such a fan of things that don't take a lot of science. And um, a pheromone uh, collar or a pheromone diffuser here would be a real good good use um, for your pet. Um, It's basically a scent hormone that exudes um, kind of a calming effect on pets in a non-medical, um, non-pill kind of way. And that would be helpful, especially when you're trying to do this training pattern and okay. uh, when your son uh, comes around. And, and that might help. It, it's not a cure-all, but it certainly may be helpful to help in those situations.
15: Right. And what would I use there?
8: The the pheromone. Um, yeah, the pheromone is basically a it's a hormone that only dogs will um, exude, and we can't smell it, but they do make um, little plug-ins, kind of like air fresheners, and you plug them in, and it releases this pheromone, and it, re- it causes a calming influence on pets. Um, there's also little collars that they can wear that are impregnated with this um, pheromone, and that um, just kind of stays with the pet and releases the pheromone and uh, you know gives the desired effect. So um, that's, a, that's a really good thing. For pets that were fighting, you know, a phobia or or some kind of anxiety, whether it be over a person, um, a place, um, or some scary noise. Um and in some cases you know I'm, I'll pull, I'll pull out some different behavioral medicines if need be um you know if we're going to do a training session and I've got a pet that's really super anxious and they just can't kind of get past that anxiety sometimes I'll use a light tranquilizer um sometimes something like melatonin can even be helpful for some anxiety problems um so so there's some remedies we might be able to try there to kind of help, but the Italian Greyhound, they're kind of nervous little guys in a lot of situations anyway, so um, you kind of have that to deal with, too. Okay.
15: Now, are these collars available at a pet stores, or? vets?
8: Yeah, in many pet stores you may find them. Um, um, a lot of veterinarians do have them. You know, perhaps maybe out in the remote areas they're not real familiar with them, but um, you should be able to find them at a lot of different pet stores, uh, veterinary offices, e- even some um, you know grooming places that might have some pet retail associated with that as well.
15: Okay, so okay yeah, I'm, give- I'm to the point where I'm going to try anything because you know he just he's wonderful. You know, he's loving and care. He's just a wonderful dog but he's
8: just scared to death, you know? Yeah, and that the fear kind of becomes overwhelming, and, and this is a big problem we see with dogs. You know, that, that scary exposure, whatever it might be along the way, um, we've got to undo that, and that's that's hard work. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give me a call or email me at docdebbie at animalradio.com.
5: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. People who have had positive chiropractic
10: experiences now want their pets and their horses to experience it too. More than 500 veterinarians and chiropractors across the U.S. have formed the American Veterinary Chiropractic Association, a group dedicated to promoting chiropractic for pets. Founded in 1989, the AVCA helps certify doctors who have undergone animal chiropractic training and ensure that they meet adequate standards. In spite of some problems, many animal owners are excited about a drug-free, hands-on approach to their pet's health. Horse owners especially seek the assistance of an experienced veterinary chiropractic practitioner to improve the athletic performance of their horses without the use of drugs, which are many times prohibited in competition. So if your veterinarian recommends some chiropractic treatment for your animals, you may want to give it a try. Just be sure to work with a doctor of veterinary medicine or a chiropractor who's been specially trained in the area. Reporting for the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys on Animal Radio.
14: Hi, this is Victoria Stilwell on Animal Radio. Please remember to spay and neuter your animals.
7: Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animals.
9: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio, and this past Halloween got just a little too scary for a Delta Airlines baggage handler in Atlanta. When the worker opened the hatch, she was greeted by a large cheetah who was running loose in the cargo hold of the plane. The big cat was one of two being transported from Portland to Atlanta and had somehow gotten out of the cage during the flight. Zoo Atlanta quickly sent help. Their staff tranquilized the kitty and let him sleep it off at their facility. A Delta spokeswoman declined to identify the owner of the cheetahs, citing privacy rules, but said that the airline was working to return the cats to them. The good news? No baggage was damaged during the incident. Ah, oh, oh, nice
1: kitty, nice kitty. Yeah.
9: Thank you. And what a long, strange trip it's been for Max the Maltese, who disappeared from a Florida backyard several months ago. The pooch turned up a 1,000 miles north in that in town, Chicago. Max's owner, Richard Gonzalez, reported his pet stolen after he went missing from his daughter's Brandon Florida yard. Last week, Gonzalez got a call from Chicago where Max's implanted microchip identified him. The north-central Maltese rescue of Racine, Wisconsin, stepped in to fly Max home to Florida where he can be reunited with Gonzalez. But as for just how he got to Chi-Town, Max isn't talking. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com.
1: Ah, and get your animals microchipped if they haven't been, yes.
9: This has been an Animal Radio News
16: Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: Well, tonight on the Hallmark Channel, you want to check out our program. It's called Accidental Friendship. It's a true story of a woman uh, played by um, Chandra Wilson from uh, Grey's Anatomy. From
6: Grey's Anatomy, yes.
1: She's living on the streets of Los Angeles after losing her home and her job. But her life was given some meaning thanks to some dogs that were homeless with her. And she would uh, care for them, uh-huh. even if it meant foregoing certain necessities herself. Now, check this out tonight. It's on the Hallmark Channel 9, uh, let's see, 9 p.m., 8 central. And co-starring is Ben Vereen. Ben Vereen's joining us. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? <laughs>
20: Oh. come on, animal radio, come on, you got to talk to the animals. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come on, I mean not just the two legged ones, but you know our, our, our four legged friends. How you you're doing, gonna, buddy? You've got to speak their language. Yes, I, you do. I'm doing fantastic. Life is it's another day in paradise. And thank you for doing this. You know, it brings up animal consciousness to, to the entire world. Well, this uh, is so a pretty cool about.
1: program that you, you're going to be in. Tell us a little bit yes, about actual, it.
20: Accidental Friendship. Uh, it's about the homeless. It's about this one particular woman uh, who I befriended as a, as a fellow homeless person. And... Uh, her whole passion, Chandra plays it wonderfully with these two animals, you know, that she adopts and gives her life to them and her compassion. And, 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 they, and they, in turn, and give life to her and a reason. And what happened is based on a true story. A police officer actually in Los Angeles found her and saw her walking the streets with these dogs. And she had a, a love for dogs as well. So she started up this conversation. And as the story goes on, you know, uh, uh, this because of that friendship uh, her life was um, brought back on a on a higher plane with her animals
1: ooh, very, very cool. you know this hits home now there 's so many people that are um, well foreclosures and the, the whole economic crisis is forcing people to give up their pets.
20: Time, a lot of them will not.
13: Yeah, and
20: they will go to. I've seen because I my research was you know getting involved with the homeless, and you'll see that they will go forgo food so the animal will eat. I mean that's the connection because that's the last thing that they've got that can't be taken away from them. That's family. Their exactly. family.
13: Yes. yes you know,
20: Although the foreclosure are going down, a lot of people are. I'm not you know disputing this. They are, and it's a sad thing. So the question becomes, what are we going to do as a nation to protect our People becoming homeless and yeah. having their pets, you know, put out into the street.
1: What kind of research did you do for this? You, you said you, you... I went,
20: I went to, I went and, you know, hung out in a homeless camp. Wow. And, and I've, was... been doing, well, I've been doing work in homeless people anyway, but now I was becoming one. You know, it's one thing, you know, you know, uh, you speak to a lot of them and you realize that they have but a grace of God go, I, or you, or I, because of the fact that in our next breath, Especially with the economy the way it is today. We could find ourselves on the street. How do we survive?
1: Did you notice a lot of pets when you, when you were hanging out with the homeless? Was there a lot of animals?
20: Not in the shelter itself, but on the streets, yes.
1: I guess the shelters don't allow animals in. So most,
20: shelter, most shelters don't. There are some that do.
1: So if you're homeless and you have pets, you're pretty much on the streets unless you're one of those lucky ones to find a, a shelter that accepts pets.
20: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they find them. They find them. You know, and, they're, and they're in a very, it's a very um, strong bond, Yeah, you know? I won't go in there because you know, there are certain hotels that I will not frequent because of fact, I will not uh, stay there because of the fact that they won't allow me to bring my animal. Mm-hmm. I won't gotta say no. I'm gonna find me find me a hotel that you know accepts pets.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know that's the way I live my life, and you know I'm not homeless. My pets will eat better than me. Will have a better place to sleep than me. I Don't will. You, isn't
20: that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I have a little guy. He's he's a men pet. His uh-huh. name is. I, I call him Satchmo. Satchmo. Why, he's, why his name is Satchmo is because he was born on the same day as Louis Armstrong. And I played Louis Armstrong back in the 70s. Yes. And I called him Satchmo, right? And I'll tell you, you know, you find yourself cooking gourmet for you, for you, for your, as almost said, like my child, you know, because <laughs> they become your children.
1: Absolutely. Is, is Satchmo the only animal in your life?
20: Yes. That's all I, I don't have time for right now. But if I had time, there would be many more.
1: Does Satchmo go with you to the set or wherever you need to go?
20: He goes to the set. He goes to the hotel. He goes to the show. He goes everywhere. I have another little guy named Augie. You know, he lives in Florida. He's just Asking him, but you
1: know, but uh, yeah, they travel with me. He travels with me goes and
20: you
1: know he's my guy. No, he's a min pin. So how big is he? Oh, he's about he's about five six pounds. Wow! Uh, so you okay. just put him in a little uh, package, a I little. Put sl- my, I
20: put him in my pocket. Walk right through security. You know.
1: Well, I am so glad to see that you're you are know, doing this. What else are you doing? Anything else we should be looking uh, for? Yes,
20: I'm, I'm on a campaign called uh, "Take the Stage for Diabetes." Mm. You know, and, and uh, Christmas of last year, I was diagnosed with di- um, with diabetes. Oh, and and right away, I said, you know, well, you know, this has been put in my life for a reason, and I couldn't understand the reasons why, what happened, you know, my diet order. And I said, you know, I I, 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 I dance, I exercise. So, well, how did this happen? He said, we don't know. He said, and I went to Dr. Bush, who became he was head head physician here. And uh, he put me on a program, He put me on insulin right away. Mm. And he said, I want you to change, think about what you're eating, change your diet, change the foods, you make a positive choice of the foods. He said, I want you to exercise more. And I said, no problem. But once I understood what it was, a weight came off my shoulder because I could understand why I was having these symptoms. You no, know, we're not told the symptoms. You know, you get dizzy and you, you, know, you have cravings for sugar. You, you go to the bathroom a lot. You know, you have a lot of dry mouth. And for me, that was not happening. I mean, I was dry all the time. Uh-huh. I didn't recognize the symptoms. And they came to me after I went to the hospital and had myself checked out. The doctors walked in the next morning and said, Mr. Marine, you have diabetes. This is Christmas Day. Wow. wow. My Christmas present from God. Uh. And I said, and I, and I turned it around. I said, if I have it, I said, a million. How many people else, others in America have it? 24 million Americans are walking, living with diabetes. Wow. And don't even know it. Six, six million don't know it. Mm-hmm. And every 21 seconds somebody else is diagnosed. And then I come to find out that in animals there's also diabetes. Yes. The one thing that the, the new President Obama said when he debated with Senator McCain, the first thing we've got to do is do something about diabetes. So I went to a company called Sanofi Aventus, and they were They were so so wonderful. They said, we'll help you get the word out. So I'm on this campaign spreading the word that we can live with diabetes in a positive way. And don't look at it as a death sentence, but look at it as a life sentence to get your house in order. I've given you my guard to take care of it.
1: So it really was a Christmas present, Ben.
20: Turned my life around yeah. into a positive way, and I'm spreading the word about the positive aspects of diabetes. How we can live with it, how we cope. You do go to your doctor, get a program that's right for you. Because right for me, what's right for me, it may not be right for you. You know, mm-hmm. get your own. Mm-hmm. Go talk to. Them. I'm trying to encourage people when they have their yearly checkups to please ask for their blood glucose to be uh, checked as well
1: and as you your blood, mentioned your blood sugar yeah huh? your blood sugar and as you mentioned just a regular blood panel you should have done anyway and that's the same thing with your pets with your animals they could have diabetes too and if, that's um, right they can't that's, tell you
20: no but you know you could when you take your, your animal in... For his or her checkup, ask them also about the blood sugar.
1: Very yes. good. Well, we know you're very busy, and we appreciate you spending time with us tonight, 9 p.m. 8 Central. That's the sound you're going to love it. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> the Hallmark Channel. Accidental Friendship. Check it out. TiVo it if uh, you're not around. You
20: got to see it. You got because and Hallmark. Thank you for doing this because this is such a this is a people's story. A story that is heartfelt uh, by all of us. And we have this wonder, how does people probably walk around and see a homeless person with dogs They go, what's going on there? You know, now we get a chance to get inside or inside, inside track on this. So thank you,
19: Hallmark.
1: Very good. Ben Vereen joining us on Animal Radio.
19: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Hello? Can you hear me now? In Germany, birds have been found to be imitating ringtones on cell phones. Ornithologists believe it has something to do with the new green areas becoming popular in urban settings. The birds move in and are introduced to the sounds of the city. Many of the more common ringtones are actually imitations of bird calls. So the birds, in some instances, are mimicking other types of birds. Birds use their call to find a mate, mark their territory, or scare off danger. They may add these ringtones to their vocabulary, but they never lose their ability to call in their native tongue. Stop calling me! Stop calling me here! I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. People to Animal
12: Radio. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live Green is best
10: for you, your family, and that includes your pets
16: ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved rapid response formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide.
11: Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog it's the new fish sticks from canine caviar they're good for your dog's teeth gums and also his achy joints and fish sticks from canine caviar are 100% natural completely digestible and contain no chemical preservatives additives or fillers and they're low in calories but don't tell your dog that all they care about is that they taste good get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. that's www.caninecaviar.com
1: listen closely that's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Warmer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Listen to the news.
11: Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Um, emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. And Other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets.
1: If you're a pooch that needs a unique gift for that special person in your life, OurDogHouse.com will give your humans something to bark about. Paw on over and check it out today. Find out what all the dogs are howling about. OurDogHouse.com, where distinguished pups do their shopping. Whether you're an Airedale or a Yorkie or any breed in between, you'll find something to put your paws on. Drop by today and sign up for our free informative newsletter for dog owners. www.OurDogHouse.com it's Animal Radio, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 I believe we have Jake on the phone. Hi, Jake. How are you doing? Hey, how you guys doing? Very good. Where are you calling from?
12: Um, I'm actually in Parker, Arizona.
1: Okay. You are on with Dr. Demi.
12: Um, I got a cat. I think he has dandruff. Okay. Okay, and I brush him, and uh, you know I don't wash him or anything, but it just seems like you know the top of his back and stuff. It's all it's all flaky. I thought it was dirt at first, but it just you know it just keeps um, showing up.
8: Okay, and, and do you notice any kind of problems with him? Does he seem to scratch excessively? Um, have any problems with those areas that you see the dandruff?
12: No, huh? not at all.
8: Okay. Hmm, And um, does your kitty live inside or an outdoor kitty?
12: He, he stays inside um, every now and then he'll go out out in the backyard for about 10 minutes or so.
8: with the um, with the dandruff that he has on his back, is there any kind of hair loss? Does he have any patches or anything?
12: Not any patches, but he you know he's always uh, shedding a little bit.
8: Yeah, well, that will never get rid of <laughs> not entirely uh,
12: that's right. but you know, I brush him uh, at least once a week.
8: Yeah and you know a lot of kitties can get um there's dandruff which will associate with a medical problem and then there's going to be kind of what I call the typical kitty dandruff and you know there are some real medical things that we look at um you know it is not an unheard of thing to have uh, types of mites or little skin parasites that can cause kind of a flakiness um generally with that we're going to have a, a scratchy kitty uh, we're going to have a kitty that you touch that area and you run your fingers over in a little scratching motion and they're going to go ooh golly this really really feels funky, um, So with those situations, we're going to have a, a more uncomfortable cat. Um, there are certainly also things like ringworm, which is actually not a worm, um, but it's a fungus um, that can cause some scaliness, some types of dry skin that we might see in those areas. But If I'm assuming all those things don't apply to your kitty, um, there are a lot of cats out there that have dandruff, and it it can be somewhat a nutritional thing, and and somewhat it is also just a a grooming-type issue. Um, So if the kitties don't groom themselves very vigorously, and I see this in a lot of maybe chubby kitties um, or cats that just have a really dense hair coat and can't get quite through it, um, they will get kind of a flakiness. The other thing which I would look at would be maybe using some fatty acids um, as a supplement um, to your cat's diet. And uh, it's sometimes a little challenging to get cats to accept this. um, But there are liquid forms, um, which are maybe a bit easier than a capsule to get down a cat. Um, But that can be helpful to... Kind of help from the inside out. Um, and fatty acids help to keep the hair coat in good condition and help to minimize dryness. Um, doesn't necessarily stop that shedding, <laughs> but um, that may help to kind of keep that hair coat in a little bit better condition. So I, I would really try the, those two things and and work on that. And, and unless you you know perceive that there's some other kind of skin problem or discomfort there,
12: I'll look for that fatty acid stuff. And do you think like a PetSmart or something would like carry that?
8: Yeah, um, you can either get fatty acids at your um, local veterinarian, um, pet stores, um, you know, any of those type of places. Um, and just, it's a nutritional product. It's usually pretty well taken um, as far as, uh, you know, minimal side effects. And, and it can really help. So give that a try. And I hope that works out for you. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio.
5: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more.
9: This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com.
5: This
0: portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at AnimalFood.com.
4: Hi, this is David
12: Fry on Animal Radio. I want you to think about this. It's much more important what we learn from our dogs than what we teach them
0: celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe this is animal radio and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis
1: and really we're just the hosts it's a dream team of experts that's helping you with your behavior problems your medical problems whatever problems you got or maybe you just want to call in check in with us say hey my pet's just fine this weekend we love the show 1-866-405-8405 every weekend Flatty performs miracles, and he's performing miracles this weekend for you. Hi, who's this? This is Robert. Hey, Robert, how you doing? I'm doing
12: fine.
2: Okay, go ahead. How can I help you?
12: I've got a chihuahua, a small, uh, long-haired
2: chihuahua that was... Boy, couldn't, uh, couldn't you get a real dog? Why you got chihuahua?
12: <laughs> well, because uh, it was given to my grandson. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and it was raised in a pet store, and it runs in circles.
2: Okay. That's
13: a,
12: it, it just continually
2: runs in circles. Is it female or male? Female. Female. If she's nuts, is she what? If she's nuts? No, she's not. She's <laughs> not nuts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let me tell you why she does. I mean, if, if she's doing it all the time, or just when she wants to get your attention.
12: Uh, anytime you try to call her or whatever, she you know, she runs straight, and she runs in
2: circles, and so every time when you- she
12: does. If big circles, little circles, it's all
2: circles. I, ga- I got that one, but I tried to figure out. You know, uh, we just sometimes need to be like an analytic KGB agent try to just give us you got to right uh, questions. Uh, 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 so let, let's <laughs> straight it out. So, um, because I remember the time when I was the child, you know, and every time, you know, when my mom was on the phone, you know, I always wants to get attention somehow, pull the drawer, you know, I want to get popsicles, I want to do this, I want to do <laughs> that, and such and such. So my question to you would be, if your dog does it when uh, you do something, Something else, or your 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 little dog does it all the time. When she is doing this? all the time, all the time.
12: Okay. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Even if she's going to go from uh, one room to another, she runs in circles as she goes from one room to the other. It's just, mm-hmm. just. It's like she can't go straight. She just goes in circles.
2: Okay. And you check her with the vet, and he said everything fine from the health point point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think your dog is just bored. You dog, I, you, I think you, your dog needs just something else to do because you know if you're not giving your dog physical exercise and mental stimulations, if you're not giving your dog job, your dog found job itself basically to exercise herself and drive you nuts. You can go from one person to another and hear all these things about compulsive disorder and doggy ADD and learning disability and blah blah blah. I was hearing these things all the time for all my professional career and in the reality is it's just one simple thing your dog is not to use to respond to the boundaries because you forgot to establish them and reinforce them so what i would like you to do i would like you to do two things simultaneously number one to address the cause of the problem number two to attack the symptoms and i would like to do it at the same time first about the cause what i would like you to do uh, i would like you to exercise her dog a little bit more maybe take you on the take you on the leash and walk with her. I would like you to do power walk. You know, take you maybe for one, two mile, or even walking inside of your house. And if she goes ahead of you, maybe turn around and make sure, snap her in the opposite directions. Make sure she would walk a little bit in structures without in structures. It means not pulling you as you walk. Because if you make her to walk on your speed, she is working. If she walks you, she is not working. Okay? After that, I would maybe use some treats or something very nicely to teach her sit-stay, down-stay. So I want to exercise her mind and I would exercise her body, give her something else to do first. So I would do it two times per day. Maybe for thirty minutes. Maybe I also maybe get her in the backyard and at any, and try to maybe do whatever she likes. If she likes to chase, maybe uh, the cats. Dude <laughs> is <Hey>, hey, hey. <laughs> okay. If she likes to chase, the only maybe the
12: cat around our house is a is a mountain lion. You want her
2: chasing that. Okay. So you can you can have the stuffed cat or you can get the toy, the rabbit, whatever you can have. You can put on the rope and attach to the stick and maybe make like a run back and forth so so she would get some type of the physical activities and mental activities like i said with the color and the leash two times per day that's what i do i also would give her great supplement by name pro quiet like pro quiet pro quiet uh just type it as it is on the google yahoo it's gonna come up with the way you can buy it it's a based on l-treptophan amino acid which every turkey has it it's natural it's a alternative to the Prozac, things like that will calming your dog down. I would do it no matter what, together with behavioral alternation method. So I do those two things together. And after that, at any time, if she, if, if you would meet her major need, which is physical and mental needs, you give her something to calm her down. And if after that she's just running in circle, you have a you full alibi to correct her. So I would do one of two things. I will toss toward her not at her because I don't want to kill her because she's so she's like uh, smaller than the cat, you know. <laughs> I want to use the pop can. You know, uh, I, I would even get the smaller size. would be very light and put some pennies in, not the coins. Uh, so, mistakenly, if you touch her pose something, nothing bad would happen because the, your goal is not to hit. Your goal is to startle her into the attention. And at any just time she... make noise. Uh, it's not just noise is not enough. You need to toss it next to her as she does okay. it. Okay. So, as, as soon as she runs around, you just make the sound. Ah! Toss it! And uh, she just going to be spooked And look at you from that time You say, good girl And take care of whatever you're doing Don't pay attention to her She does it again, do it again Normally it takes 5-6 times five, five, six consecutive consecutive uh, Winning 5-6 consecutive battles On that issue You win the war on that issue It is so simple Or you can use CO2 compressed device By name PetConvincer PetConvincer.com or as substitution uh, from the bicycle shop, CO2 uh, bicycle tire inflator. She misbehaving. She is, has a compulsive whatever behavior. she's showing you or doggy ADD you, pss, and she turns at you, look at you, say good girl, and um, that's it.
1: Hopefully that'll help hey. you, Robert. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let us know how it goes there.